I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So, Nick DeVries actually did get the boot. But not everybody liked that. Although, if you go back to the 90s, drivers swapped in and out all the time. But one thing that really rubbed me up the wrong way about this is that this doesn't seem like your typical, oh, the driver was really bad, or the driver's not really caring about it, or just shrugging it off and moving on. No, the drivers were all surprised about this. This came as an absolute shock. Even his teammate expected Nick to be around at least until the summer break. Even people within the organization were a little bit bamboozled by all of this. You've got top profile drivers like Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc speaking out, and even Max Verstappen has weighed in about all of this, and actually expressed some sort of disappointment concerning it. But to be fair, he and Gasly do tend to toe the party line of the Red Bull team, even though Pierre has long since gone. Some of that residual Red Bull influence is still kind of there. And also, he would sort of get the Alpha Tauri Red Bull culture, because, you know, he experienced it for so long. Many ways of experiencing it. And then with Max Verstappen, you got to remember, you know, he's a Dutch driver as well, so there would be some camaraderie there. But let me just give you a real boiled-down version about what we got and how fast this entire dropping of Nick DeVry ended up being because usually you do tend to see the writing on the wall and we did sort of see the writing on the wall we all thought that nick was going to be out probably at the summer break and then then we got the silverstone tire test and as far as silverstone was actually concerned nick did have a seat he still had two races left to prove himself worthy the alpha towery upgrades had now come online and even though they didn't do much at silverstone with nick debris 17 and yuki not much better we would have then gone to hungary where apparently these upgrades are a lot more ideal in low speed corners so I think that maybe Nick DeVries could have been in for a shout of a point if things were looking good same for Yuki but we didn't get that this could have been actually curing Nick DeVries's problems with driving and even for Yuki as well remember the AT04 was initially designed with Pierre Gasly and Yuki in mind so Gasly's gone then DeVries steps in into a car that wasn't really built for him I mean that happens all the time when you get driver swaps but that's something to consider but maybe over time it could have actually been built towards this ideal driving style and then maybe we might 
might have seen points later on in the season. And I think that's what the majority of people at Atari were considering because the call came during the Silverstone tyre test around lap 11 of what Daniel was doing. So that could have been coming out maybe within an hour of actually starting it. Usually, even when you get these sort of things, you find out what happens after the end of the test when everyone's been able to process the data. Not within an hour, potentially. And then, obviously... Horner and Marco were talking to each other about the 11th lap. Then Marco talked to Nick because he felt personally responsible because he's the one that hired Nick in the first place about that lap. I bet that Nick's now going to be hating the number 11 now. One guy's lap is what gets you booted. As a result, Horner could inform Daniel about his decision that he would be stepping into the AlphaTauri seat, and he actually deemed Daniel as the most interesting option. Well, most likely the most profitable. And of course, Marco agreed with it, because Marco viewed Nick DeVries as some sort of mistake. It was a hip shot sort of a decision off the back of Monza, and now it was all starting to go awry, and then you got Daniel coming in, doing okay at the tyre test, so you're thinking, oh, why not at this point? And even Daniel was kind of surprised by it, about the speed of everything changing. He actually got the vibe that, you know, they seemed to think that he was ready, so they were going, oh, okay, let's do it. It's kind of like a scratch and sniff sort of thing, and it just makes me think that the entire Red Bull operation is like a game of chess. In order to make the best moves, some pawns are sacrificed in order to get the ideal outcome. You've now got Daniel Ricciardo's queen to Max Verstappen's king. Now, if you want to talk about a dream team for Red Bull currently, you'd want to have Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo in the same team. And even Max has commented about the idea of Daniel Ricciardo coming back. He's like, that'd be cool. I don't see why not. He's got no objections. And Nick's come out with a statement that he was grateful to have a chance in Formula One, that he was pleased to have actually had a go and got to have actually sampled the sport after many years. He was disappointed for it to have ended so badly. It was a very typical cookie cutter, but very classy way to kind of end things. Because understandably, he should be a little bit miffed about this, about how it ended so suddenly and abruptly. But realistically, he should have had an inkling about this when he actually signed the AlphaTauri contract, that things at Red Bull are a little bit cutthroat. They are a little bit ruthless, and that you've really got to be on your A-game immediately, especially if you're not a Red Bull junior, and especially if you've not got credentials with Red Bull before. He's a Mercedes guy, and now, as you've seen, he's actually talking to Toto, trying to figure out a way of getting back into motorsport in some capacity. But at the moment, he's actually taking a break from social media, and I don't blame him. After all the stuff that happened with Nicholas Satifi and various other not-so-great drivers... Yeah, you might want to stay away from that, uh, yeah. But speaking of which, if you want to hear about what happened to Nicholas Satifi, I've got the scoop for you up there. But it seems like other drivers aren't so concerned about rocking the boat. First of all, who do you think, out of all of this, a Red Bull situation would be the most outspoken about all of this? You guessed it. Lewis Hamilton, Red Bull's arch nemesis. Now, be aware, all the stuff that Lewis Hamilton said about the whole situation with Nick DeVries and Alvatari and his sacking, it's something to take with a pinch of salt, because remember, Nick DeVries is a Mercedes driver. He was part of their program. He helped secure a championship for them in Formula E before they handed over the keys to McLaren, who now run the operation. So understandably, Lewis Hamilton would know Nick DeVries very well. And therefore, to see him out of Formula One and to see a friend and a former co-worker gone after such a really interesting debut... Lewis obviously referred to him as poor Nick. And you got to remember, yeah, he's the most credited driver in Formula One, Lewis Hamilton. And his word does count for a lot. But they did work together. And therefore, it's a bit like, yeah, OK. So, of course, you can say, of course, as a driver, it's very harsh to be dropped so suddenly. But some of the words there are a little bit heavy. But either way, there was a comment from Lewis Hamilton. So that does count for something, but just something to, you know, just 
just be aware of. And even Valtteri Bottas is saying similar things, even though he's now in the Alfa Romeo camp. Remember, he does still have some Mercedes connections, and he recently took purchase of his AMG One Super or Hypercar from the likes of Mercedes, you know, after all of that long service of being Lewis Hamilton's right-hand man. But then you do get the likes of Charles Leclerc also voicing his disappointment and deeming the whole thing as very, very harsh. And he would understand about harsh decisions when it comes to driver replacements. Remember, he was there when Sebastian Vettel got dropped suddenly, and I'm pretty sure that that came as a shock. You might be thinking that all of these are just platitudes, that all of these drivers are just saying the same thing of, oh, tough break, Nick, I know oh, that was just really unlucky. But the fact they're even speaking out at all, even the drivers reckon that this was a little bit excessive, and not many drivers actually get that sort of treatment because you know it just makes you think was nick de Vries that bad no if nick de Vries had been even worse than what he actually posted in results like say maybe mazepin for example would the drivers actually care would they've actually put out statements saying oh the case for mazepin's departure was a little bit harsh or well, that shouldn't have happened so soon or you know just saying things like that no that wouldn't have happened they all know Nick DeVries in some capacity. Some people raced with him, some people knew him in some capacity. You can tell they were blindsided. And even Max was kind of disappointed at the situation when talking at the press conference this weekend. He didn't think that Nick was a bad driver or anything like that, and that's the ultimate signifier. And it was just really bad luck, and just he shrugged then, Max, and went, that's just how Formula One is. And then you also got Lewis kind of going, oh, this is how Red Bull works. And I really do like seeing Lewis Hamilton being all cynical like that. You know, the whole Cassius King remarks a few years back, and you just feel like, oh, this is when Lewis Hamilton's being really snippy. Max does tend to agree with him in some way. F1 is a cruel sport, and it can be very harsh to drivers who don't cut the mustard. So it was very much going with the Red Bull party line, but there were some comments to kind of denote that Max did sympathise with Nick de Vries, and yes, of course, they're both Dutch, and they are friends, but just feel that at least Max is actually even entertaining the notion, because I bet if it were any other driver, and if it had been a worse driver, he probably wouldn't have said anything or kept it to one sentence. He actually dedicated nearly a whole paragraph. It was a very long answer, but I think the one thing that will actually overshadow all of this is that Every single driver is happy to see Daniel Ricciardo back. If Nick de Vries had been replaced with Liam Lawson, for example, or another driver, maybe from the Red Bull camp or somewhere else, I bet a lot of people would have been a bit more supportive of Nick, even more so, and they would have gone, there would have been a bit more of a confused expression throughout the F1 paddock, but Daniel Ricciardo back, everybody likes that, because you understand why. There's a really nice positive energy about Daniel, and even if you may not like him as a person or as a driver, you gotta admit, he does carry that sort of vibe that when he's in the room, people come out of that room happier than they were when they entered that room. He just has that sort of influence. But in any case, all of this tells me is that Nick DeVries' departure was a complete and absolute blindside to everybody, and it was a complete and utter mismatch for his entry into Formula One. He should not have entered the sport with Alpha Tauri. He should have gone to Williams, where he would have had a lot more of a supportive introduction to the sport. And even though, yes, he's 28, I feel that Williams might have been a much more of a forgiving sort of time because everyone would have thought oh it's a Williams car it's been historically slow the last few years but then again if Albon were able to actually get a lot of it and he was performing the same way as he is now 
Maybe that might have shed some light on it, but I think he would have at least made the whole season out at least, and then Logan would have stepped in when the time was originally right for Logan to step in. So, again, Nick DeVries might have been actually a stopgap. Nick would have had a better time at Williams, where you don't have Helmut Marco spouting out sound bites every five minutes. This whole idea was doomed from the very start, and now Marco's regretting it, and he's hoping to sweep it under the carpet, under the whole thing of, look over there, there's Daniel now! So everyone will hopefully forget it, Daniel will do really well, and then he'll carry on, and then everyone can act like it never happened and maybe this is just a way of Helmut Marko bowing out in a way because he is approaching 80 and he has actually voiced his concern about the future of his tenure with Red Bull citing earlier on in the year that he is going to weigh up his options towards the end of the season should Red Bull sew up both titles should they will by the way and also citing that the amount of communication and the work dynamic he had with Dietrich Mateschitz is no longer there with Oliver Mintzlaff, who's now in charge of the F1 operation, taking his place. And there's obviously not that same kind of relationship there. It seems a little bit frosty. And I wouldn't be surprised that after all this time, Marco's just like, well, I don't have to put up with all of this. I had a really good time. I think this is my time to go. And therefore, he's making more of these impulsive hip shots and sudden decisions or going off the back of what Christian Horner says as the most interesting option. I mean, I don't want to dunk on Helmut Marco too much, but all of this was a complete and utter farce. I know that AlphaTauri and Toro Rosso, Red Bull, they've made very harsh driver decisions here, but even this one seemed a little bit much. Nick DeVries, his time in F1 was pretty tough, but with Toto by his side, I'm pretty sure that he'll find his way into some kind of other sporting category. Maybe he'll come back to Formula E, go for another title there. But uh, yeah, Pascal Verlein might not like that. Ooh. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.